Right check yet, Randy? When you win, you don't write checks. <laughs> how do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, were you upset about the fight? No, nah, because it ain't shit. It ain't number 10 grand. What's yeah. 10 grand to me? <laughs> Next time I might shake my Welcome back. We are back with a special Super Bowl edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Debari, my co-host, Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So we got a couple days here till the Super Bowl kicks off in my backyard here in Las Vegas. Um, so we got to do this every year, go through some props and other uh, player props, the regular lines for this game, and just kind of give our predictions for the old Super Bowl. So, Walk, how are you, and where do you want to get started? I'm doing great. Uh, yep, Super Bowl is fast upon us in, as you stated, your backyard, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, 49ers, Chiefs. Currently looking at a KC plus two and a half line with a game total of 47 and a half, at least what, what I'm looking at. And I, I don't know if you saw, they started the, the opening night festivities. Um, Kadarius Tony was interviewed and um, he said that, I don't know exactly what the, the, the question was, something about him being a wide receiver one. And he replied, yes, if they can just get me the ball. <laughs> I thought that was tremendous since Kadarius Tony has been inactive for the entirety of the postseason with a phantom injury, but he's still out there telling people he's, he's the, he's, he's the best of the best as far as wide receivers go. And all I can think about is the countless drop passes that he had this year um, where I don't think getting him the ball is the problem. I think him getting the ball is the problem. Could you imagine having that level of confidence, the things I'd be able to achieve in life? I mean, we've come across a few of these people, I feel like, uh, recently that has is, is come to our attention. And yes, the, the level of confidence and or delusion that these people possess is staggering. I mean, just, yeah, they're, they're, they're limitless <laughs> in, in their own minds. And that's amazing. I mean, it's, it's literally a guy who is being interviewed at the Super Bowl that his team is playing in that will not play in the Super Bowl that his team is playing in, saying that he is a number one receiver in the NFL. <laughs> that I mean, is, there's only 32 of them. <laughs> yeah, he that is these. literally stepping your game up a notch. Like you're you're on the biggest stage catching an interview and you're just saying, <laughs> talking all about yourself still. Yeah, it's not about the team. It's not about the game. It's about the individual, so let's let's just know what we need to know about Mr. Tony. Um, but um, before we get into that, you know, is there? There's been a rash of head coaching hirings that have occurred in like the last <clears throat> week, where we are fully loaded at this point in time. And when the the deck chairs got rearranged on the Titanic, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick found themselves without a seat um, for some. I don't say lesser known. You know, unexpected candidates. I mean, I didn't seem I didn't see Raheem Morris getting another head coaching gig uh, ever. And he did no. With it, I mean, the players seem to like him. I don't love like him. him. Yeah, and he's a good defensive head coach. He has ties back to Atlanta. I mean, I I see how it happened, but that one was unexpected. Um, 
uh, what's his name? Canalis. Now, two years as an OC. Um, I believe only two years. Do you know Seattle. why that makes sense, though? Everything in Carolina makes sense. It just goes to show you what type of egotistical maniac asshole that owner is, who to me is clearly the worst owner in the NFL, especially since Snyder's out in Washington. Mm -hmm. He obviously didn't want anyone in there um, with any power, right? So you put Dan Morgan, right? Is Morgan as the GM? If I'm not mistaken, that that guy is good. (laughs) Dan Morgan is the GM. You bring this guy in from uh, from Tampa. He wants to be the the big man on campus. He he does. He put two people in positions where they know they don't have any leverage to tell him what to do. So. I'm going to be taking the Carolina win total under for the foreseeable future, uh, as long as he's still there. Yeah, don't disagree. I mean, Canals was tied to kind of the career resurgence of Geno Smith and yes, a and Baker career year unexpectedly for Baker Mayfield as well. I on, on the surface it makes sense, right? They know they need to fix Bryce Young. They they fully committed to this kid. Uh, you know, wrongfully so, but they did. So now they have to figure out how to make it work. So I get getting a young kind of proven as far as at least what he's been able to do with the quarterbacks play caller. I mean, what he'll be as a head coach, who knows Mike McDonald, the new, the new youngest head coach in the NFL ends up in Seattle, replacing the NFL's oldest head coach, (laughs) Pete Carroll who is 72 years old, literally half the age of Pete Carroll. He could be Pete Carroll's grandson, for, for goodness sake, is the new head coach in Seattle. And there's reports coming out that uh, Seattle outbid the commanders for Mike McDonald's services, which is why they ultimately had to settle for uh, Dan Quinn. Which is also surprising because Quinn, Quinn probably ends up cash in Seattle. Know they need to fix this, get outbid by anyone. Yes, and it was after it was only after Ben Johnson told the Commanders they can they can shove any amount of money because he wasn't coming there <laughs> to coach for the Washington Commanders. He'd rather take another year back in Detroit Rock City than become the head coach for the Washington Commanders. So that's a that was an interesting twist as well. Antonio Pierce, you know, landed the head coaching gig. I did not see that happening. I mean, it wasn't check Twitter. I, I was pretty adamant that no, this is, this is a short-term fix. Um, prove me wrong. But then he went ahead and he went and got Luke Getze. I think it was the, the old oh. OC from the Chicago bears <laughs> to be the OC there. So I don't know that that's a, a winning formula. Um, unless they plan on bringing in, uh, you know, Justin Fields, perhaps via the, the trade. Stupid, the dumb Raiders have a history of trying to fix old problems by going down the same path again. They, they fired Art Shell. We're going to go way back machine here. They fired Art Shell. I believe Al Davis said that was his, he felt that was his worst, uh, biggest yeah, firing mistake of his career. Yeah. Then they bring Art Shell back when the game kind of passed him by. Big mistake. They let go. They got rid of Gruden, regretted it, bring Gruden back. 
that was a giant clusterfuck. They should have a year ago hired or two years, whenever that was, they should have hired Rich Passaccia. Rich Passaccia came in, did a great job. A lot of these special teams coordinators end up being really good head coaches. They did not. Passaccia moves on. I think they regretted it. And now that they had an interim that did okay, they didn't want to fuck it up as they perceived they did previously with Passaccia. So they just hired Pierce. I, I, I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, time will tell uh, on that. At least, at least the guy got some head coaching experience last year. Um, True story. Moving on. Your boy, Brian Callahan landed the head coaching gig of the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think anything offensive in Tennessee is an upgrade from for fantasy purposes. I, I don't care about win-loss records <laughs> at all or, or team success, but that offense had been in the Stone Ages for pretty much the entirety of Mike Vrabel's tenure yeah. there. So Correct. if they can modernize <laughs> that offense at all, that's good for fantasy purposes. Gerard Mayo, from a continuity perspective with the Patriots, it's the Patriots. I mean, that's not surprising. He's a defensive-minded head coach, which – Bill Belichick was uh, as well. I'm not really certain much is going to change um, in the in the patient in uh, New England for the foreseeable future. And then last, we already mentioned Dan Quinn landing the final available position with the Commanders, um, which is now being uh, described as the least inspiring hire on its current situation because he clearly wasn't who they wanted; it's who they settled for. And I also read a report that now Ron Rivera is interviewing in uh, Dallas for the open (laughs) defensive coordinator position that was left by Dan Quinn when his team collapsed against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs this year. I I wouldn't be shocked if Dan Quinn's not the best hire out of this group, even though he was last. Oh, not at all. Um, I feel like he was hired as a uh, contingency plan. He he could he might he could be a one and done head coach in Washington. If they start making moves, they move up, they get the quarterback, they start, you know, doing things like I could see them trying to figure this out again in a year or two. Um Dan Quinn might, you know, hopefully just bring a little bit of stability to the to the uh to the organization. I mean, clearly they were looking at defensive minded head coaches, which I find is a little strange. I mean, they moved off of Rivera. They, it sounds like they wanted McDonald and then they ended up settling for Dan Quinn. I mean, these are all defensive minded head coaches, um, which is kind of uncommon in, in today's NFL. I mean, they're usually based largely around successful offensive coordinators becoming head coaches at this point in time, because it's all about scoring points in the NFL. You can figure figure out for defense, but you need to be able to implement an offensive system because your offensive coordinator is going to get poached if they're any good. And then you're left holding the bag as a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I mean, who did he bring in? <clears throat> Kingsbury, right? Is the OC already? Yes, Kingsbury backed out of uh, the Raiders gig to take the Washington gig. I mean... I mean, I don't know that one's necessarily better than the other. At least he would have stayed on the West Coast with the Raiders. With them driving distance to Scottsdale home. <laughs> right? I yeah. stayed here. 
you know you know that drive well, John, right? It's, Unfortunately, yes, it is. It, it is. It is feasible, but I mean to, to consider unless he just got a ton more money uh, from the Commanders than he did from the Raiders, which wouldn't be surprising. Uh, or you know, Washington is going to draft one of the top two quarterbacks, and you get to help develop that guy opposed to coming to Vegas and trying yeah. to turn Aiden O'Connell into something. It, it's a more attractive yeah. job. Yeah, if you eliminate uh, geography. Yeah, I would I never want to live there, but well, yeah, I mean, and <laughs> and to not have uh Mark Davis be my boss, that that's extremely intriguing as well. True story. Because yeah, he, he is just clearly one of the most undeserving owners of all time. Even having grown up in it, he just seems like he has no clue. What's going on? Just playing with daddy's money. I mean, I'm always amazed a lot of these guys, even <clears throat> like if I if I invented something and won a billion dollars overnight, I was like, I'm gonna own a football team. I'm <laughs> I'm smart enough to know I don't know shit, right? So I would hire people to do the football stuff and I would just sit in my box and <laughs> eat eat my uh fancy snacks up in the owner's box and just hang out. Like you would never, I would never be down on the sideline or talking football shit. What the fuck do I know about it? Oh, I want all the accolades. Yeah, but for sure. But yes, I'm going to put the best GM possible in place to, to run the actual football operations. But yeah, that's a, <clears throat> that's, that's a, that's a big 10 four you know, with that. It's not, I'm not going to try and get, I'm not going to become Jerry Jones. Right. And put no. my thumb on, every single aspect of the business, you know, and not let the people you hire that, you know, are qualified for it, <laughs> make the decisions. You're, you're absolutely right. The, so, the only thing about that though, is if like, whatever, come, come draft day, let's say you're picking first or whatever, whatever it's me and you, it's not even, <laughs> don't even imagine you're somebody else and you just see something on tape and you don't like Caleb Williams because of it that's always in the back of your head, right? So when your guys quote unquote draft Caleb Williams first, and if he stinks and whatever, Drake may ends up being a stud, you're going to go every day for the rest of the time you own that team. Going, you're going to think about it constantly. <laughs> this is true. The be, alternative. <clears throat> yeah. You have yeah. to be so far removed from it. Yeah. Cause the alternative is being David Tepper. And saying yes. no, Bryce Young's the guy, and forcing that down, you know, GM and the head coach's throat, and then firing said GM and head coach because it didn't work out. Yeah, that's 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 the definition of being too involved. <clears throat> but yeah, that is the eight eight new hires or retentions. I mean, Pierce was retained as the interim, so eight. So what's that? That is the twenty five percent of the NFL. We'll have yeah. <clears throat> new full-time head coaches in place next year. So it's uh, it's going to be yeah, an interesting and, time. <clears throat> and you mentioned who wasn't hired. And, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to give Belichick the amount of control he had in New England. So I think that's always going <clears> to <throat> hurt him. I, I think it was maybe close in Atlanta. But, yeah, I, I, I got to think after he's like, no, I'm in charge of personnel. I'm in charge of this. I, 
I think at some point they were like, eh, not for us. And I, I sent, I sent a link to you earlier today. Did you, I, I don't know if you saw it yet. Did you see the reason uh, somebody at the senior bowl said why Rabel didn't get a job? Yeah. And I totally agree with it. He is just a he's terrifying large human being. Yes. Yeah. According yeah. to the interwebs, he's just too big of a man. He walked yeah, so into Diana, a room and people were scared of him. Diana Rossini uh, reported it. And, uh, you know, then someone quickly was like, what about Dan Campbell? I'm like, I only think that works in Detroit, right? I, I don't know that in most places, you know, a large, loud human being, you know, being put in a position of power is, is that intriguing to these billionaire owners, right? They, they probably want to be in control. And <laughs> Vrabel doesn't strike me as a human being that allows others to be in control. So it makes sense that he wore out his welcome in Tennessee um, and that he didn't land a, a head coaching gig in the cycle. I didn't hear, hear that he got interviewed anywhere, honestly. No, and I, and I reports that he got interviewed. Yeah, and I think um, what's his name? Belichick. Oh, Mayo, New England. Going back to New England, yeah. just thinking of uh, you know Rabel coming out of the New England coaching tree, kind of sort of is the first semi-successful one ever, possibly. Uh, yeah. I think I think Mayo is going to suck. <laughs> I think they think New England's in for. <laughs> couple rough seasons here yeah um i don't uh, i don't disagree it sounds like that decision was made you know a year years ago. ago yeah you know that they he just stayed in house you know josh mcdaniels kept coming and going coming and going coming and going so you know that the belief several years ago was he was going to be bill's heir apparent you know and then clearly they 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 moved off of josh and on to to gerard um which I agree with you. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any delusions of grandeur as far as him and the Patriots are concerned. The interesting thing with Belichick is there was a lot of, you know, Belichick to Dallas um, rumors and Jerry Jones even commented on it at one point. I could see if McCarthy doesn't at least find his way into like the conference championship game next year that, that Dallas job could be available and that might be extremely appealing to Belichick. And then there's also these reports, which could be totally fabricated as well, that there's a, I'm going to say this, Miley, it, it was being reported that Andy Reid could potentially retire after this season. Mm-hmm. And if he did, then that Kansas City job would be obviously extremely appealing for for a Bill Belichick, a extreme win now team with the best quarterback in the NFL. Well, uh, Belichick and like Pete Carroll, right? You can't see either one of those guys at this point in their career and life going into a complete rebuild. They, they would no. only be going to a team that is looking to take the next step to actually make and win a Super Bowl. If you're already on the outside of the playoffs looking in, those guys are not even interested in talking to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I said, uh, Pete Carroll is 72 years old and Bill Belichick is 71. He'll be 72 in April. I mean, yeah, these guys don't have a lot of time left. They still they 
can still coach, apparently. I mean, they're you know, largely successful, um, even at their advanced ages. And it doesn't sound like either of them really wants to retire. It was just time for them to end their tenures in Seattle and New England, respectively, which they were both at for, you know, nor, you know what? I don't know, Carol, like, was Bell Belichick in New England for like 20 years? I mean, it had to be yes, pretty close. Um, and uh, what's this called? I know that Pete Carroll was at least a decade in Seattle. Correct. So, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't happen that much anymore outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a uh, good runs for both of them. But, you know, enough with the head coaching talk. We'll have plenty of time to dissect how terrible these decisions were and what it will mean for fantasy football purposes during the offseason, but we are here to talk Super Bowl props. So you are sitting in the backyard of sports betting and the Super Bowl. Uh, has to be an interesting time to be a, what do you call it, Las Vegasian? Is that a thing? Vegan. Las Vegan. Is that what it is? Yeah. Vegan. Right. <clears throat> Other words known as a vegan. Uh, a, a vegan. So what's the what's the scene like there right now? I have not been uh, near the strip this week, but uh, just from a lighting perspective, yeah, like Mandalay Bay is all you know. The color for this year is like a purple and red, but <clears throat> yeah, a lot of the lights are purpley, ready. So that that's the noticeable difference. Di- uh, not- noticeable difference from afar. Um, and, and it's still, what's today? We're recording this on Tuesday. A lot of people probably aren't in here just yet, but I, I suspect it'll get busier. I'm actually curious to see what it's going to be like on um, Monday and Tuesday, because going back when they had that F1 race, I, I didn't put two and two together. I was out with my kids. and I just kept seeing little plane, little plane, little plane. And another guy uh, that was, uh, with his kids where we were at, he was like, oh, those are all the private jets leaving uh, the airport for F1. So I'm I'm curious to see <laughs> what the air traffic looks like compared to F1 because it was noticeably different. There was so many high rollers and big spenders here that flew private jets, and it was noticeable following the event. So I'm really curious to see what that's like after. And I will actually be down on the strip uh, doing something else on Super Bowl Sunday. So I can give you a more accurate report, but I know everything's insanely expensive. Oh, I can't imagine there's reports that like uh, Christian McCaffrey and his girlfriend couldn't afford a suite at the Super Bowl because they're going for two and a half million dollars for a suite. I think they got one for 800,000 was what I last read. Oh, they ended up landing a deal, huh? No, they got a shittier suite. They got a, a oh. lesser suite. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think a shittier suite is still better than anything I've ever sat in for a football game. So good as it am. And I did see the sphere is uh, fully embracing the Super Bowl as well with Chiefs helmets and San Fran helmets and 49ers or uh, sorry, Verizon helmets and stuff saying $2 million per 90 second slot. First. <laughs> Ads that rotate every hour throughout the week. Man, this fear thing is taking on a monetary life of its own. Yep. Yeah, where where I will be 
to the I I was told um tickets are two fifty just to get in to watch the game. I mean that so. seems reasonable. Oh, to watch it where? In the sphere? No, just to watch it at this bar. <clears throat> oh, the bar you're going to? Mm-hmm. The bar you'll be working? Yeah. Two hundred fifty just to get in the door. Huh? Yep. It's that uh, cowboy bar thing you're you're telling me about. Correct. Yes. Wow. I, that's what I heard. Oh. So don't <laughs> just just for the right to pay thirty five dollars for a beer. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the time to be alive. All right. So now officially, yes. Go ahead, Before we get into the props, let's just get right into the betting for the game. You already mentioned what the line was. Who do you like, the Niners or Kansas City getting the two and a half? I love Kansas City getting the two and a half. Um, so do uh, I. I'm betting uh, Chiefs oh, money line here. I, I'd rather take a little bit more um, juice. It's not even that good, end. though. It's just plus 110 right now. For money line, even with the two and a half, I just assumed it would be better. No. Be, well, I'll get more into where the money's going. But, yeah, it's only plus 110. Uh-huh. Which to me well, is in, in Kansas City, <laughs> but now that's minus one fifteen. So you're laying a little more juice, getting that two and a half. But yeah, I'll take that two and a half all day. And you like the over or under? I think I'm going oh, under. Yeah. I it, I ugh, this is one I struggle with a bit, but it's sitting it where it is. I would go over on that because I don't know. I I think both these defenses are good. I don't I don't think they're as great as they've been made out to be um, this year, particularly the 49ers who have given up <clears throat> points. You know, they, they gave up 21 and 31 points to the Packers and lions in these last two weeks. I mean, and so they're saying the implied total, you know, my rough math for KC is like 21 points in this game. We don't think Kansas city can put up more points than the Packers or lions. Ken, I feel a little, I'm a little, surprised by that. And then Sam Fran themselves scored 24 and 34 points in, in the two games. So I don't know. I, I feel like this is a game where both teams should be able to get into the twenties. Um, so I, I think the 47 and a half is a little low. Yeah. Projected total is 25 to 22 and a half. Yeah. I mean, so they're saying Kansas city is barely going to score any more than <laughs> now the green Bay Packers did. I don't know. I find that a little hard to believe. Yeah, I don't. the The more <laughs> usually, the more I look at it, the more I like certain bets. This year, I like this game less. The more I dig into it, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, Kansas City, the the money on the spread is three to one. So three times the money is coming in on Kansas City. Um, spread bets, we're talking money line. Two and a half times money is two and a half times more money has come in on the spread versus the money line, which kind of like you said is weird because people are betting Kansas City. I think that one ten just isn't enough to motivate people, so they're leaning towards um, getting the points. Uh, money line tickets five to one, so the number of bets five to one in Kansas City's favor, and the actual money bet is three to one uh, in Kansas City's favor. And over bets are two to one versus under bets. So pretty chalky. Vegas is going to probably need San Fran to cover. 
um, when all is said is done. They said going into the Super Bowl, they had a ton of San Francisco futures bets. So if you look at kind of the big picture, <clears throat> they think they're hoping now getting the money on Kansas City in the Super Bowl to kind of middle it and make their money on the juice as is customary. Ooh. So kind of interesting just to see where the money is, I thought. Yeah, the, definitely is. And the line's going opposite. I just read a thing before we were recording. It, like I said, the, the Kansas City spread bets, it's three to one in their favor. <clears throat> and instead of moving the line down, or they moved the line to two and a half just to see if they could get more takers on two and a half. But that was written last night, so I don't know what's happened in the last 24 Yeah, it, op- it opened at one, and it's up to two and a half. <clears throat> Which is to your point, odd, given the yeah where the money's going, where the money's is, yeah. Very interesting take, interesting take, John. All right, so on to the props. Any anything in particular that stood out that you wanted to talk about first? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit all over the place, but TDs are <laughs> are something that you know a lot of people seem to be you know. Pretty interesting, and there's some pretty chalky ones. I mean, Christian McCaffrey right now, where I'm looking at anytime TD is minus 220. That's that's not appealing um, at all for me. So I have to look, at least get to plus odds to be at all interested. Travis Kelsey's a plus 100, and I think there's a reasonable <laughs> assumption that he will, you know, you know, the likelihood of him scoring a touchdown is pretty high. But I like Rasheed Rice at plus 140. Um, I don't think yeah, San Fran's backs are any good <laughs> personally um he's clearly the top wide receiver in this offense um and he gets opportunity um outside of, of kelsey so i i like i like uh rasheed rice at the at the plus 140 um probably something i'd be adding into a uh parlay rather than just running it straight but I, I do like Rishi Rice a lot. So you, you mentioned Kelsey at 100, Rice at plus 130. Pacheco, I have at minus 120. So another negative like uh, McCaffrey. I, obviously, they don't have the high-end weapons they've had in years past. You'd assume they'd spread the ball around. I don't really like any of these other guys, though. Now the Scantling is plus 600. Watson is plus 600. CEH plus 550. Mahomes rushing one in plus 380 i don't like any of the other ones to me the number's too big could could mvs catch one long touchdown in the game absolutely but i mean it bet my 10 bucks to win (laughs) my 10 bucks to win 60 it's not even worth it no no i mean in fact you know like a jared mckinnon would be a little appealing if this wasn't his first game back from a late injury You know, I mean, he's he. I believe you know he he is going to be active, and I would assume he'll you know play over Ceh who hasn't done anything, you know, in, in the time that he's had with McKinnon on the IR. But you know, McKinnon was also out with an injury and wasn't as involved this year as he was last year. Anyway, as Pacheco kind of is taking a stranglehold on the running back gig. So there's not a. It wouldn't shock me at all if Jerick McKinnon caught like a five yard touchdown pass in this game. But yeah. I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I I'm not going to promote that at plus five fifty. Um, but around those other guys, like you said, the CHs, the Marcus Valdez Scantlings of the world, 
I would I would be looking at Jarek McKinnon over both of those two at those lengthy odds if I was trying to you know create a YOLO ticket. Well, then on your on the flip side, going to the Niners side of things, um, you mentioned McCaffrey being a, a huge touchdown favorite. Kittle's plus one fifty five, Ayuk's uh, plus one seventy, Depot's plus one thirty five. Which I know they like to manufacture touches for him, but to me, that seemed just a little little too much for me. I, I think it should be a bigger number. I don't want to like, – he, he should probably be 150-ish, kind of the same range Kittle is. And Kittle might be too low too, but um, anybody on that side of the ball that interests you? Yeah. Um, I f- feel like IU could and should get Ladarius Sneed, so I'm not uh, in love with that because he plays predominantly on the outside. I do like Debo's odds. I feel like they can – manufacture touches for him he can win more ways than just receiving touchdowns there's a world where he can get a rushing touchdown so i do like the the multiplicity as far as kittle's concerned the same applies to travis kelsey when i looked into this both of these defenses are you know they're top six from a full fantasy points allowed to the tight end position this year um and that include limiting touchdowns to to the position so they're they're both very good defenses at limiting tight end production um but you know Kittle can just come out of nowhere for like a random, you know, broken TD touchdown. Yeah. But of all of them, I like Debo the most <clears> given <throat> kind of the research that 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 I, uh, you know, the statistics that I saw regarding, you know, how they limit tight end production, how I feel about Legereus Sneed um, as a cornerback and likely seeing Brandon Ayuk for most of the day. Debo's the one that they're going to have him running out of – various formations all over yeah. the field trying to create mismatches for him. I got, I got a few uh, <clears throat> things, a few things I read to see if you like any of these bets. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk, MVP. Somebody bet $140 at 750 to one. So if Juszczyk takes down the MVP, this guy's taking home $105,000. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's not correct. And there's not a world. There's not a world. If, if he catches two touchdown passes for Brock Purdy, it would still be Brock Purdy. Caesars. Caesars took a 100,000 uh, bet on tails for the coin toss. Yeah. It's a uh, proven 50, 50 odds, huh? I mean, there's, Pacheco MVP, uh, $25,000 bet to win a million. And uh, Rasheed Rice, there you, there's your guy, MVP 65 to 1 uh, for $15,000 to win nine hundred seventy-five grand. I mean, listen, if people just have tens of thousands of dollars laying around you know, that, that they just don't want anymore, invest it in the 40. All right, we can... We'll at least make you laugh at the end of giving you nothing back, you know, for for your investment, because it would take Mahomes getting hurt for Pacheco to win MVP, and there's no way Rasheed Rice could win MVP with Mahomes as his quarterback. We we all know this was a quarterback award. <laughs> it is, by and large, or a random defensive player. That's who wins MVPs. Right. I mean, the last that I can recall, please correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Cooper Cup win MVP the Rams Super Bowl season? 
it's possible. Yeah, I you have to put up is. such a monster line. But like you said, yeah. usually you, you must, by default, drag your quarterback with you. Yeah, I mean, you literally have to have like 90% of the production. Yes, he received the app. Uh, no, no, no. That's not what I Googled. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, While you're looking that up, I got another one for you here. Um, <laughs> a guy went to the South Point in Vegas. He bet 60 different props for two grand a piece. So we bet $120,000 and 60 prop bets. Wow. So, yes, Cooper Cup became the eighth wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP and the first trophy since Julian Edelman took on the trophy in Super Bowl. What's, what's L? Edelman took home this? I don't remember that at all. L-I-I. Why am I not good with these anymore? What's L? 52. 53 then? L-I-I? Two I, I's. Sorry. Is, I, I, I. 50, yeah, 53. 53, yeah. So... Yes, it has happened eight times. Um, there have been 10 defensive players and one special teams player to also hold the trophy. A running back, you know, running back won it seven times, wide receiver won it eight times. 10 defensive players, one special teams player. That one special teams player was Desmond Howard when he had the punt mm-hmm. return touchdown and 154 kick return yards. But yeah, so by and large, it is the quarterback. 47 to 57 have gone to. Offensive players and doesn't give me a list of how many quarterbacks of all time. We have to do some math. <laughs> some yeah. Super Bowls doesn't matter. The answer is a lot of them. Yeah, I mean it's it's not after Julian Edelman back in 2019 who did get it. You have to go back to 2009 when Santonio Holmes won it. Um, Jesus. As far as a wider receiver, other than that, it's been quarterbacks and defensive players that have won the award. So it's unlikely that a wide receiver is going to win it. When's the last time that a running back won it? Terrell Davis in 1998 was the last time that a running back won the MVP award because you have to think the complete dominance that would be required for a running back to to win that. I mean, the way McCaffrey award. gets used, you could create a narrative in your mind to get him in there. I, I don't disagree, but we were, we're talking Pacheco and Rasheed Rice. Yeah. You know, Pacheco's never going to catch enough passes and dominate <laughs> the way that, like, a Christian McCaffrey, if McCaffrey has 200 yards in this game, no single human being is going to be surprised. No. Like, at all. If Pacheco has 200 yards, he, he is the MVP. Oh, the game. I mean, that's just the, the reality, yeah. but it's, I can't envision it um, at all. So, all right. Again, kudos to those individuals. <laughs> and it's more likely Rasheed Rice than Pacheco, and it's not Rasheed Rice. So, that's it. So, we went, we went from individual player kind of anytime touchdowns. I found a couple good ones. Total yardage for all touchdowns in the game. It opened at 74 and a half. It's currently at 78. If there's not one huge big play, the, the unders feels pretty safe. But yeah, you're one 40 yard touchdown away from going shit. Yeah. But you're also <laughs> looking at, at the, the rest of Yeah, you're looking at the game total as well, right? And assuming that there's not going to be a plethora of touchdowns scored in here. It's not like we're looking at a total in the, the mid 
fifties, you know, or, or higher. I mean, we're touchdowns. I mean, at least being presented, the touchdowns are going to come at a premium here, but I'm with you. Um, that, you know, the, the one play totally breaks that, but that's, that's what you have to weigh the two against, right? Like, it's, I mean, yeah. So, so busted coverage, you know, play where Marquez Valdez Scantling catches a 60 yard touchdown. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. There is a world. Or like you, you, know. you mentioned Kittle breaking a 55 yarder. Yeah. Even Debo, you know, a catch and run, you know, right up the gut that I witnessed firsthand with my Eagles. You know, they, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that <clears> one because there's so much variability in play there that it's, I don't, but I don't, it does make it kind of, the game yeah, does get, know the get a lot more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're hanging on every, t- every pass and every run. <laughs> well, yeah. depending on which side you're on, but I don't know that there's any skill associated with having. A no, lead. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I mean, there could be seven touchdowns in the game in a total of 35 yards. They could all be oh, yeah. five yard <laughs> screens, yeah. rushes. Yeah, I could see a lot of having to earn touchdowns in this game, right? And then one, uh, one ninety-yard interception, and it's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good one. And then you had mentioned Kittle. Uh, Kittle total receiving yards uh, was forty-nine. That's fifty-one and a half. Somebody online I was reading, they had mentioned uh, what four years ago when these two teams played, and Kittle was on pace to crush that number. And I guess he got called for uh, offensive pass interference late in the game on like a 40-yarder, and he was already sitting around 40. So he sh- would have, could have, should have had 80-something in the game. And Yeah, I think definitely over 51 for him, just in a little yardage prop. That's ironic because I am under Kittle yards. Um, I think this is a totally different defense than the one he experienced <clears throat> four years ago. Um, their secondary oh, for sure. is much better. And I believe that Kittle's going to do his fair share of blocking uh, in, in this one, as he as he always does. I mean, he's you know this is the one that could bite you easy. Kittle is a, a guy who's a big run after the catch guy. Could catch a dump off, you know, on, you know, it, in a collapsing pocket and take it for twenty or twenty five yards. Um, so I'm not overly excited about it, but I actually had the, the Kittle under as one of the the bets. I like I like the Debo over. What I'm showing is fifty eight and a half. For Debo, um, so far as two guys that are kind of similar, as far as like the middle of the field guys that have, you know, pretty reasonably comparable yardage props, I would much rather lean Debo, you know, at the same minus one ten than than George Kittle. I do not disagree with that at all. Yeah, D- Debo's. You, you can't factor in injuries. There's always someone that gets banged up early in this game and fucks up all the props. Seems like it the last, I don't know, four or five years. <laughs> and seeing him get banged up a couple of weeks ago makes me go, ah, oh, that's all you need. One one giant hit to his shoulder and his first catch, and all those bets are sunk. So that's always something to worry about. Longest Patrick Mahomes run, 13 and a half. Yeah, I I like the over Mahomes rushing yards. It's 25 and a half. Um a broken, you know, broken play where he just takes off, you know, and, and sees a void. I, I could see over that. I would much rather just stay on the total than those one-off, you know, rushing props because 
he had a pretty long, you know, which is ironic because the last game, I think I bet his rush total. He would have got there on the one run he had, but he didn't get there on the total because he never ran again. I don't think it. And I think he <laughs> knelt it out at the end. So he had like a 19 yard run early and he had like a low 20s uh, yardage total. And he never ran again in the game. And then he ended up like kneeling it out to finish. So he actually went down. Oh, his, man. Uh, you know what? <laughs> the total rushes for quarterbacks is always total rushing yards. It's always a little terrifying because of that. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. sitting there winning money and he fucking kneels twice and then you get burned on that? Oh, I'd be miserable. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's the, <laughs> the chance you take, you know, here. And that's why, you know, <laughs> even the rush attempts for these guys, like they're probably, Low, I would assume. Um, see what I have here. Rush attempts. I have four and a half for Mahomes, three and a half for Purdy. Uh, you could factor in one or two kneel downs potentially at the end of the game for a team you think is going to win. We're both leaning on the Mahomes side. I mean, him to run a couple times during the game and then to, to finish it out with a kneel down or two at the end. I mean, four and a half is a little aggressive uh, for a quarterback, but it's minus 122. Um, yeah. So... It's it's, a, it's an interesting prop to take. But, yeah, I had Mahomes' rush yards over the 25.5 is another bet of mine. I also like Pacheco's over 67.5 rush yards. I do think you can run on the 49ers. You know, teams have shown that these last couple of weeks. Aaron Jones ran all over them. The Detroit Lions ran all over them. And I, and I believe that Kansas City is going to just pound Pacheco right up the middle early and often on them. And I'm not scared of CEH or Jerick McKinnon taking any of that rushing downs work. And I don't think Kansas city, and I don't think Sam Fran pulls, you know, pulls out to an early lead and changes the dynamic of the game. So I, I like both of those rushing yardage props, the Mahomes rush yards and the Pacheco rush yards props. So I got it. We'll go, we'll go special teams here a little bit. (laughs) I just had something two weird ones, one special team ones and a freak bet. So uh, Niners punter, Mitch Wyshynowski. Uh You know his nickname, by the way, according to Wishbone? Pro Football Reference. The, the Boomin' Onion. <laughs> way better than the Wishbone. <laughs> way okay. better. Way better. You got me, buddy. So longest punt in the game for him. Currently at 55 and a half. His average... Ooh. Yard per punt is 47 and a half. So it's about eight over his season average. I mean, if they just don't catch one of them and let it roll a bit, 55 is within the realm of possibilities. Um, His longest this year was 67. Don't know how much interest I'd have in hanging some money on a punter, but I wanted to get one special team ones in here for sure. I, I, I will take the over on that. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I like, you know, getting some punters involved here. You know, is uh, he has a fifty-seven yarder in the postseason already. So his five punts, he's averaged forty-seven with a net of forty-one-eight. Um, but he has a fifty-seven yarder. You know, to uh, to his credit, and yes, this this fine gentleman is from Gosnell's, Australia. Yeah, so that clearly explains the. Booming onion reference. I am I am highly intrigued. I might have to get me some some kicker props 
as well. Um, if we're we're going off of the offensive side, I wasn't spending too much time on defense special teams, but one I did find that did strike me as somewhat appealing given the odds. Most sacks in the game, George Karloftis is plus 650. This is a high-motor kid, and they're going to have a plan for Chris Jones in the middle, I believe. I could see Karloftis sticking to the non-Trent Williams side, you know, rushing off of the defensive left side of the field um, and getting to Brock Purdy at the end of this. Mahomes just isn't, you know, taking sacks in the postseason that I can recall. So taking like a Nick Bosa, who's the chalk, you know, or even a Javon Kinlaw or all just doesn't seem as appealing. And outside of Chris Jones, there's really no one else other than like a, a, a weird, like, corner blitz for anyone else to get home so this plus 650 odds on Loftus, i think are are pretty appealing to me from a uh most sacks perspective yeah i don't hate it and then uh not sure how weird you want to get now you can only bet this according to the internet washington mm-hmm. dc illinois louisiana new jersey West Virginia, Wyoming, and ON. Is that Ontario? I don't, I don't know what ON is. That's as far as I know. <laughs> not a, it's I not a state. John, I know that. John, I think it's ON. I think that means ON. <laughs> <laughs> so, you ready for this one? What color Gatorade will be dumped at the end of the game? So, your yeah, options. See, you got to think heavy money's heavy money's going to be on red, right? It just seems like a foregone conclusion. But So, here, I got, I've well, got the colors. And how many people are betting on it? So we got orange, then in a group, yellow, green, lime, then red slash pink, clear slash water, no Gatorade bath, blue and purple. Yeah, see, I'm hearing a lot of chatter about purple. Yes. Now, here's uh, the thing. Big Vegas invested in the Ravens (laughs) for this one. So they got a surplus of Gatorade. and. Everyone's going to assume red because both teams, right? So I like purple. So, so purple is minus, I'm sorry, plus 225. Purple like is it. the the favorite, but only 1% of the bets cash, 1% of the money has come in on purple, which I think it's a low number, but I don't know how you avoid that. I would have said purple for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, you didn't name my state, so you know, like uh, I have that option. But I mean, New Jersey is not that far away from me. So throw me a nice purple Gatorade bet out there. So currently, as far as uh, the money handle, orange at plus five hundred is thirty five percent of the money has come in on orange, and twenty four percent of the money has come in on yellow green lime at plus four fifty. Yeah, you don't know why? Because they see three choices there, and they see plus four fifty, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do that." Right? Bunch of valid sheep betters, right there. All right, I got two more that I wrote down, so I'm going to say them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's method of his first touchdown uh, receiving <laughs> is plus five hundred. The Chiefs aren't good against pass catching running backs, so. Having that be his method of his first touchdown, I thought was appealing enough at plus five hundred to be interested in it. And then that I did have like another a crazy number. Yeah, right. For him, I mean, 
The guy, yeah, he catches. But it has to be his first. It has to be his first touchdown. So obviously, you get voided if we don't get voided. You lose if he runs one in first, even if he or does doesn't catch score one. at all. Yeah, or doesn't. Yeah. So there's that's there's a good, no, That's there. a great. I like that's a good number. Yeah, I like that as well. And then I did have um, Fred Warner tackles and assists at plus eight and a half. Again, I feel like Kinsey is going to run Pacheco a lot. Um, and then you're talking about Kelsey, you know, in the middle of the field and all, and that's just where Fred Warner lives. So plus eight and a half seemed reasonable to me. And I'm pretty sure he hit that number against. Uh, he had 13 tackles uh, in that game and, there, and they took that run base approach, which I do think Kansas city is going to um, borrow as well. So, I think over eight and a half tackles a plus 100 for Fred Warner is, you know, a, a reason, a bet I'm reasonably comfortable in. So combined, combined penalties, it's currently 11 and a half. I'm sorry. The over under is 10 and a half. Um, over is minus 125. Under is uh, minus 105. I, I l- did a little research here. Combined uh, total on the year, these two teams Average 11.5 a game combined. So if you go by the average, the over looks pretty good. It is minus 125. I don't know shit about this officiating crew. I have not looked at it. You know, some some call more penalties than others. So I would be interested to see how that plays out. But if if this is a more penalty-prone crew, that over seems a safe bet, although I don't like laying the 125. Yeah, so... Uh, Bill Vinovich will head the crew, including umpires Terry Killens, down judge Patrick Holt, line judge Mark Perlman, field judge Tom Hill, side judge, blah, 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 blah. Um, doesn't say if this guy is particularly flag happy or not. First person to play both. Oh, first person to play both in and officiate a Pro Bowl. So congrats to Bill Vinovich for that. Uh, let's see. They're not, they're not giving me any indication, John, as to their, their, their flag proclivities. So we'll, we'll have to look into that, but I, I, I like the research that uh, you have completed for this. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier the, the total yardage and all the touchdowns, which I, I find interesting. So longest touchdown in the game, 41 and a half. Uh, over is plus 130, under is minus 160. So doesn't sound like they're predicting a big one, but it seems, I mean, maybe it's just because the Super Bowl always seems exciting, but it seems like there's always a big one in there somewhere. And then shortest touchdowns always one and a half. Uh, over is one oh, plus 108, under is minus 145. So people are expecting a one yard touchdown in there somewhere. Um, and then rushing touchdowns total. You mentioned Pacheco and getting McCaffrey involved. It's only one and a half. I mean, I, I if if McCaffrey scores one on the ground and Pacheco scores one on the ground, which I think it sounds like we both think is happening, then the over pops and it's plus 140. The unders, so thinking only one rushing touchdown is minus 175. I will, That's my favorite bet that I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, but those one yarders, right? You get in the end zone, pass interference, they go down at a one. You know, we're, these teams are going to try and run this thing in. So I could see 
I can see that. I mean, that one and a half does seem low, given the fact that, you know, Chris McCaffrey has like two rushing touchdowns, like every game of the postseason, I think, himself and, so far. Yeah. And that's not and, even factoring in the Kansas City side. And that's not even factoring in end of the game, just Mahomes jumping over the line. Yeah. <laughs> to get, I you know. know. Yeah. Take, going back to you intrigued me. Bill Vinovich served as a crew chief of the 2018 NFC Championship game, which featured the infamous no call against the Saints. He was also the referee for the Baltimore Ravens 33-19 regular season win over the San Francisco 49ers in December. So he does have a famous no call under his belt in the Saints game, and then he was was the head judge in the San Francisco route back in December. So there's there's some history here with, with old Bill. Total touchdowns in the game is five and a half, which I just think is weird because Kansas City is two and a half and the Niners are two and a half. So you would think one of them would be at three just to kind of get the same number. <laughs> to have well, both we, at two and a half. We, we, we have to include halves, right? So to be able to push overs rather than just pushes, right? So it's, it's got to be a half. So it makes sense to combine the two. You know, people like the over on any, so... If you think one of them's going to go over and the other is just kind of on odds. Well, then the total, you well, I, I get you're saying the half, but then the total would probably, you'd think, push more to six and a half because that's closer to the 47 and a half total. Agreed. There's something fishy there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So my thought is that uh, taking the under on five and a half, I think five touchdowns is – reasonable and then don't make me pick which team gets more. I mean, if I like Kansas city, I would lean that they're the the three of the two, but um, I think taking the under on that five and a half seems to make sense. If we get a couple field goals or or you you try to middle it, you take the over five and a half and then take the under on the game total. Yeah. I mean, then you're, you're banking on no field goals. Largely, right? A touchdown barrage, but I feel like there's is the coaches coach differently in Super Bowls. I feel like <laughs> a lot Dan of Campbell. Points. Yeah. Well, I said Super Bowls, John. Dan Gable will not coach at a Super Bowl if he keeps doing the shit he does in the postseason. True story. But I feel like there's a lot of point taking in the postseason. Um where I'm I might be looking at the kicker overs, right? Because we know uh Bucker is definitely going to get a few opportunities. And then the maybe not the kicker on the San Fran side. They do not trust that kid. They got a rookie who's been scattershot <laughs> this uh, this year, not just this postseason. <clears throat> so I can see them avoiding him. He's He is three for five in field goals. One of three from 40 to 49 in the postseason. Um. Long of 52. Hasn't made every extra point, but might uh might look at a moody under. Maybe the, maybe they go for it instead of trusting that kid. But Bucker should probably be one. If he's got like an over one and a half field goals made, I'd I'd probably be looking at a little Bucker betting. Here's another one too. If you're if you are on the Niners side of thing, which you and I are not, but Niners are minus two and a half, and you have to lay 105. You could take a special points prop. Niners win by one to six points. It's plus 305. So you're fucking, 
your negative, your minus two and a half is already built in there. When you could just get them one to six and get three oh five. Yeah, that's that's you know they, that's I, I get what you're saying, but then you just see that inevitable. Well, what if they do just steamroll them, right? And you're you know, you're left out in the cold. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking you know most people are just hanging on that three, right? When you get to the seven, <laughs> then you're screwed. But if yeah. you're really sticking on that three, going three point favorite, they're going to win by three. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't get that extra 305. I, I, I understand, yes, they could kick the dicks off them and then you're still losing money even though you had the right side. But yeah, yeah. I, I I suspect this is going to be a closer game. So either either of those um, close ones, Chiefs winning by one to six is plus 310 also, if you think it's going to be close. I, I like it. I like it. Any you got anything else, Johnny? I think that was it. I mean, there's goofy ones like you know, will anyone miss a PAT? Yes, it's plus three eighty. Fake punt, all that junk. Will it be a field goal doink? There's, you just talking about how shitty that kicker is. <laughs> there's action for everything. I, I feel like they're gonna hide him. You know, <clears> this <throat> dude's fucked up on you know, lesser stages. I, I don't think they're going to put him in any high impact uh, scenarios. He's probably, he, he might kick one field goal and just be limited to extra points. And if he misses an extra point, he might be done for the day. I mean, like seven and a half points is, is the line for points scored by both of those kickers. I'd, I'd probably take the under on Moody and take the over on Bucker. If I was taking any kicker betting. I didn't see anything. There was nothing, at least on FanDuel, that was like extra points and field goals attempted and made and stuff like that. But points, they were both at seven and a half, which is, uh, I think uh, it, it's appealing to me, at least as far as the, the the Bucker side, because one field goal pretty much gets you halfway there. How many Kyle Shanahan Super Bowl losses do we have? Two? Uh, Offensive coordinator in Atlanta? And then I was going to say he wasn't the head coach in Atlanta, so but yes, where he was intimately involved, yeah. So he's zero and two. I, we opened this talk about Kansas City. I'm, I'm kind of selling myself the other way. I can't see him at any point taking his foot off the gas. I think he's going to really try to fucking get a ton of points and keep adding points. I I, I think. I think this is a huge game for him personally. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't, uh, I don't doubt that. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, he was he he was in the Super Bowl with these two teams. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl. Uh, L I V Live Big Live Super Bowl, where he was ousted thirty-one to twenty in that game down in Miami. So, yeah, I mean, he's. He's he will be pulling out all the stops in this one. That's for that's for sure. Hmm. Well, I think I think we did all the ones we were interested in here. Hopefully, you find uh, some of your own props out there if you are a betting man. So enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, we're both going Chiefs. Is that what we're doing here? Yes, sir. This is a, a Chiefs Super Bowl pod for uh, the weekend. So. <laughs> Good luck to you. Um, make some money, and then uh, we'll be back soon with some rookie stuff. So for myself, John Abari, my co-host, Matt Walker, 
We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Go Chiefs. I haven't eaten, even when I eat. Like, you know that feeling when at a certain point your song's like, oh, you know, like I, I have that feeling pretty regularly. I felt like that from like the time I was ten till I was thirty, and then just randomly it went away. So having, yeah, constant stomach problems is not new to me either. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> So if you just ignore it for 20 years, John, you can be fine. That's what your body's telling you. I'll, I'll take that instead of that probably kick, kicked in the balls feeling you were telling me about last week. Yeah, it's not a good one. No, no. I would much rather have a sour stomach. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if, if there was like a list where you could just pick what you wanted to deal with, Boy, I'd be a I'd be a happy human being. Yeah. That'd be cool. You just like, oh yeah, you're never gonna feel great, but you just have to pick from this list of things that you can deal with. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't care about my back hurting if I could just have full range of motion. I wouldn't care about my pretty much my whole body hurting if I didn't have headaches anymore. I deal with like literal aches and pains everywhere else. I would be totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, treating my body like shit for 40 some years. I should feel this way, but my head doesn't hurt. (laughs) Feeling great from the neck up. That would be be tremendous. (laughs) Sign me up. You might be onto something here. Pain transference. It's got to be something where we can figure this out monetize it oh i'm sure there's some shrink that does that well guess what i'm googling when we get off this (laughs) 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 all right you know they're out there and i'm gonna find you because all the you know above board medical professionals seem to think that there's nothing wrong with me. So maybe I need some, you know, off books, you know, snake oil outside, outside the box thinker to, to figure me out. I guess you know, I've been going about this all wrong. Need a gentleman in a candy striper shirt and a little wicker fucking hat. Tapping his hey, cane on a you. podium. Uh, I'm at walk underscore FF. <laughs> Don't hit me up on the, on the old Twitter machine. <laughs> I'm game. Step right up. Get okay. Grandma, Grandma Sally's all body tinkature. Nice. Uh, yeah, this would, have been, this would have been healed. Oh, this would have been healed 100 <clears throat> years ago. Drilled a hole in my head. They would have did something extreme, but they would have got to the bottom of it. Nowadays, it's a matter of trying to figure out it's not the thing that that person specializes no, in. The, that's what, that's the, what their job the, is now. They're like, oh, the, no, it's not a that. Definitely not that. No, okay. now you're being what sold well, the I'll, illusion you can be helped. 
hundred yeah, years ago. Oh, I don't ago, know they, what it they is. They just would have told you to get fucked. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you <laughs> what it isn't. That's 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 all I can do for you, sir. Good day, sir. Yeah, no, yeah hundred years ago, you'd come in and you would go, "Yes, I've got pain," and the doctor would go, "Put on your shorts, boy," and you do it, and you'd go, "You got testicles. You're a man." Good day to you. Pull <laughs> your pants back up. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Pants up and get out of my fucking office. <laughs> yeah. Be well, a man. Put, put the ass on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, there's this six-year-old mining coal down the street, you pussy. Yeah, hey, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I just need a good talking to. Right? Someone just tell me, like, not up, dude. Like it's enough. <laughs> Stop looking for answers. There aren't any. <laughs> Get to work. Uh, one foot in front of the other. Doesn't doesn't even bring his little black bag in for the house call. Nah, nah he left that in the car. <laughs> no, before in the fucking buggy, the horse, yeah. the yeah. horse is yeah. stomping on the left bag. On his horse. <laughs> oh, we don't need that for this, son. <laughs> It's a man complaining of pain. Get the is- fuck out of here. I'm not going in this house. Walks in with a shot glass. I'm going to prescribe you one dose of shut the fuck up. Here's a bottle of whiskey and a piece of leather to yeah. chew on when your tummy hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see you again. Ever. Don't call yeah. me they're ready to fucking throw dirt on your box. Yeah, right. Next time I see you, it should be in the morgue. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, well, listen, I think we both needed that. This might be one of the greatest all time outtakes ever. I might not even cut this. I might just put that thing at the back end for your listening pleasure. <laughs>